I mean, what led me to, to choose to do filmmaking is pretty clear. So I worked for John Lewis. I went to college. I was very politically involved at college. And I came back to Atlanta, where I grew up. And honestly, I thought I might run for office. Um, so I was starting to lay the groundwork for that. Um, you know, I was connected to Mr. Lewis. I was connected to the head of the Democratic Party. Um, I worked on another campaign before I moved down. And then I went to work for Southern Regional Council, which is actually where Mr. Lewis worked years ago in the 70s. Um, he worked for the Voter Education Project that was housed there. Um, Southern Regional Council is a civil rights organization in the South. And when I was there, I met some filmmakers. Um, so Southern Regional Council was the fiscal sponsor, the fiscal agent, so their 501c3 status, for a project called The Uprising of 34, which was about textile worker strikes in the Deep South in Georgia, 1934, and the then governor called out the National Guard and they shot the strikers dead. And this is what killed unionism in the South for a good long time, 50, 60 years. Um, so the people who came down were one uh, sort of, you know, very advanced filmmaker and one brand new filmmaker. Uh, it was George Stoney, who used to run the documentary program at NYU, and he was making a film, this film, with his student Judith Helfand, who was making her first film. And Judith and I became fast friends. We've been friends all these years. Um, and she's made some amazing films, but her first film is my favorite film. It's called Healthy Baby Girl about a drug her mom took to get pregnant that resulted in uh, her being born essentially with um, ovarian cancer and the you know the not just the disease but also the way that affected her relationship with her mom and their kind of path to understanding uh, such a good film and um, anyway they would hang around the office and I was like a little puppy I would follow them all around because I was just so fascinated by what they were doing and at the time, we were also sponsoring like, in-house a series for public radio called um, Will the Circle Be Unbroken, uh, which is based on a, on a gospel and civil rights song. And it was narrated by Verda Mae Grosvenor, who was you know, sort of a classic uh, storyteller back in the day. And I just love both of those projects. So anyway, I moved to New York. Uh, started studying in a PhD program for philosophy at NYU and I started to get really bored and I wandered over to George Stoney's office in the film department and told him like you know I really just loved meeting you and loved what you guys were doing and I just want to learn more about film and he did sort of two things one is like this is pre-internet or yeah it's pre-internet and he had this lending library of all these obscure film titles. And so you could just take anything out. And I saw all these great films, uh, a lot of documentaries. And I started getting into documentary. And he also gave me some great advice, which is don't waste your money on film school unless you have a lot of money to waste. Um, and uh, take this one class. It was called Sight and Sound. It's like a very intensive class that tons of filmmaking people in New York take and in the summer you can see them all over the city with their cameras for this class and so I enrolled in that it was kind of hilarious Daryl Hannah was in my class and one of my film partners was Tom Hulse from Amadeus um, but we did it you know we made seven films in eight weeks or something like that I learned a bunch and then George Stoney gave me some more advice which is you know again don't enroll in film school 
get an internship. And he got me my first internship, um, which was with a guy named Charles Hobson, who was working on a history of the blues uh, for PBS. And it was a project, his company is called Vanguard Films. Um, and he was sort of known as the first black producer with his own show on uh, public television. It was WNET, it was called Inside Bed-Stuy. Um, and so I started working for Charles and I met all these really interesting, cool people. And I eventually just dropped out of grad school and um, I worked for him uh, until it got to the point where I wanted to be paid uh, for this and not have to work other jobs. Because I was like working third shift, cleaning film for a film musicologist named Alan Lomax, who was famous because his father, John Lomax, was the guy who quote unquote discovered Lead Belly and did the early recordings of the blues artists throughout the South. Um, and Alan was working with a company called Apple that nobody had really heard of yet. And they were trying to match music to uh, dance footage from around the globe. And so they need someone to clean all that film at night. And my friend Tina and I did that. Um, and I would listen to, so he had made all these radio documentaries. I listened to like a 16 hour radio documentary on Woody Guthrie, which was super awesome while I was cleaning the film and stuff. But anyway, long story short, I quit working for Charles with this like really ridiculously long resignation letter, at which point he read it and goes, okay. <laughs> You know, I was all about, like, the people need to get paid and all this stuff. Anyway, but he went on. We've, we're still friends. And he helped me uh, get other jobs. And I kind of pieced it together being an archival footage researcher because that's what I was learning when I was at Vanguard Films, looking at all the old footage for the blues. Um, and uh, freelanced as a producer here, as an associate producer and researcher. And eventually... Well, I mean, I was just lucky. I mean, my first like paid gig was for the guy who shot a film called Harlan County, USA. Kevin Keating shot it, and Barbara Koppel made it. as her first film. She's now getting Lifetime Awards, and uh, she got nominated for an Academy Award. I think she won it with that film, actually, in like 1973 or something. And so I was kind of in that mix for a little while, which was awesome. And then I eventually landed at Lumiere Productions, which is where I spent most of my time and career. Uh, we worked on a series on the religious right, which was called With God on Our Side, six-part series for PBS. And I was one of three associate producers. Some of the people on that project had worked at Eyes on the Prize, which was like, you know, the holy grail for me, that series. Um, so I started to get to know that crowd a little bit. Um, you know, and I was just kind of relentless in pursuing gigs and relationships and stuff. Um, yeah, and I worked for Lumiere really until I moved to Milwaukee um, and started my own company. <laughs>